going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is yet another edition of our retro, well, not Sunday night, not just Sunday night heat this week. Not this week. But this is a Royal Rumble 1999. Austin has no chance in hell. Bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, WWF Royal Rumble 1999. Me and you watched it. I'm Corey Smith. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Jose Oseguera, right over here to my right, my left. I I, I don't know. We'll fix it in post. Exactly. Uh, I will have uh, what's his name? Fix it in post. The guy who said fix it in post was it Bill O'Reilly. I'll have I'll have him do the editing for free. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, in his jail cell. Oh no, he's not in jail, right? Eh, he sh- probably should be. No, I think he's doing like a podcast. Or <laughs> Who isn't, right? The <laughs> technology, it's the happening thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Royal Rumble 1999, you and I watched the entire show, uh, along with Sunday Night Heat, and uh, we're going to review it because, hey, we got nothing better to do with our free time than watch well, wrestling. I, from 20- I wouldn't say that, but... To watch wrestling than 22 <laughs> years ago from the day of this upload, if I feel like uploading it on that day. I mean, hopefully... <laughs> Someone's uh, disenchanted. Oh. You know what? It, it, sometimes <laughs> uh, when you when you run a wrestling podcast, you, you got to play the rules by yeah. You got to play your own rules. You know, like mm-hmm. Pat Patterson said, he did it his way, and I'm going to do it my way as well. There you go. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Royal Rumble 1999 and Sunday Night, he don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio on Twitter and at. Wait, at CWR415 on Twitter, at City Wrestling Radio on Instagram and Facebook. It's really the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio because, you know, sometimes when breaking news happens, you know, sometimes like, oh, you know, like New Japan WWE merged, what? It didn't happen. But in case that <laughs> it does, it yeah, if that does happen, you will hear it first by subscribing to us and only us. So that, because... You know, then it's just mathematics at that point. True. Anyways, uh, let's get it. Uh, well, you know what, Jose? We we just came back from a, a little birthday hiatus. My birth, my twelfth birthday. January. Happy birthday! Thank you. I um I, I just received uh, WCW Thunder on the PlayStation oh, One. My God! And I went to Planet Hollywood with my mom. So, and there mm. was no COVID in 1999, and that was pretty cool. Cool what? <laughs> exactly. Um, nonetheless, how have you been, sir? Doing good, doing good. You know, keeping up with all this debacle and uh, feeling good when we take a break and go back in time to 22 years ago now. 22 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, just like Prince. We're going to go back to 1999. Uh, let's get our Genco jeans and what else do they wear in 99? Khakis, like from The Gap? People yeah, khakis. probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your Nike Air Cortez. You know, when you and all your friends wore the same DX shirt to the <laughs> to the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or everyone wore yeah. the same. I mean, honestly, there was a lack of shirts at the time. Now, when you go to a show, there's like, fuck, how many shirts at the merch oh, stand? And, you know? and the shirts they did have. You remember how corny they were and how uh, basic, as they say. Well. Okay, so shirts like NW, like the NWO one, I like that one. I like very cool, very I like cool. The original DX, the silver on the black, mm-hmm. yeah, that one's pretty cool. Um, even like Austin, Austin three sixteen, you know. Oh, every shirt he had was dope except the snake shirt, snake arm. Shirt. Oh, when he was like, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> he was like, but you I'm know, the, I'm talking about the DX. Suck it. Where? Down there. That, oh, God. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, there were some rock ones, too. Like, I never really liked a rock shirt. Like, the rocks, ne- the rock never really had good shirts. I think the only time he had a good shirt um, was when he started to do, like, things with, like, Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and I just, I never even, I don't know. You know what really good shirts was John Cena? He always had good shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Cactus Jack has cool shirts. Cactus Jack, though. Not Mankind. That didn't, I don't even think, I don't don't even remember Mankind ever having a shirt. No, yeah, me neither. Or, um, well, they might have had a Dude Love in there, right? Oh, yeah, Dude Love shirts for sure. Cactus Jack had a shirt. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Many Faces of Foley probably got a shirt. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's, yeah, I'm sure there's like a shirt he had eventually with the the happy face. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The happy face with the mask, yeah. Yeah, we have shirts. Uh, We have shirts. Check us out. G-Spring slash City Wrestling Radio. Did you say G-String? T-Spring. Oh, T-Spring.com slash whatever the link is down below. Um, let's get into it. Sunday Night Heat. We started off with Sunday Night Heat because it's the pre-show. Uh um, Pretty much, yeah. You want to you want to take this? Um, sure. Well, uh, first thing we get is the raw recaps that we've been missing and we also missed last week, so we we're not too sure where we've been or what's been going on on the major shows, but we do find out that there's a $100,000 bounty on Stone Cold Steve Austin's head. China. So anybody China. that eliminates Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Royal Rumble will receive the bounty of $100,000. Yeah, no, and China, China being the first woman uh, to enter the Royal Rumble, which I thought had one of the biggest pops of the night. I mean, everyone was super old. Yeah. Everyone loved China. Like mm-hmm. nobody like, OK, I remember I would hear people like making fun of her, you know, like mm-hmm. really ignorant people like my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Like he would say things like, oh, that's the real man because he kept mm-hmm. like, oh, she's a man. I'm like, dude, she's not a man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, I've seen. I'm like, there's a. I'm like, there's a reason why you're not married to my mom anymore. Boom. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I, but like in the arena, as actual wrestling fans, people loved her. You know, every oh, time yeah. she came out, the crowd popped. So, I don't know. you know, she was using a special attraction, and the way they used her was done correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next thing we have is Stone Cold Steve Austin pulling up in his F-150, what I would assume is an F-150, and uh, this old grizzled parking attendant runs up to him and he almost gets run over. So uh, this guy goes on to inform Stone Cold that, hey, you can't park here. This is a VIP section. Well, I thought what it was is that he couldn't, like later they explained, they're like, well, he couldn't come in because he didn't have a limo, and you could only come in if you have a limo. Yeah, like, the what kind of fucking, that. like, what kind of like backwards ass, like super elitist wrestling company? Well, it's WWE <laughs> mm-hmm. in 1999. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, regardless of the time, you, you know, know, when WWE that way is timeless in that way. Back when every wrestler was walking around the streets with a fucking giant leather fanny pack and their t shirt mm-hmm. tucked into their jeans. Mm hmm. So uh, Stone Cold uh, goes on to say, I appreciate the fact that you don't consider me a VIP and then goes on to do donuts in the parking lot. And now at this moment, if you look carefully, there's practice tracks on the floor where he did the take one of the peel out. Uh, it was it was kind of Blues Brothers style, you know, and mm-hmm. it just kind of just went round and round and around. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that, actually, but um, I could see that I, I, he actually did it, though. 
himself. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not I'm, like I'm sure he ate plenty of time practicing. It's not like it cut and it cut to like me in like a bald wig, like you know, in a full safety suit. Mm-hmm. So. Did you catch uh, Monday Night? Uh, you probably didn't catch Raw. Did you catch Raw this week? Uh, what real at the uh, end of Raw? There is that new Stone Cold show. You know what's that Stone Cold show? Oh, um, the Broken Skull Ranch, I think. Yeah, so he's visiting Ice T, or uh, the you know the famous rapper. Oh, oh, that show. Actor. I know. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm so, confusing the 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 podcast one. He oh has. no, the podcast, not the podcast. The the live one on TBS or okay. TNT or whatever channel they're on. Anyway, so uh, he hops in a '64 Impala. You know the ones that do the hoppity hop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So him and Ice T are cruising the boulevard, and he hits this corner. And Icy just holds on for dear life. Oh, you really whipping it, right? You got oh. damn right on whipping it, Ice T. We're gonna turn her over here. We're gonna go bust some SVU victims in New York. You dumb son of a bitch. Let's go. <laughs> so back to heat from one twenty four. I will say this. Stooges. I will say this. Huh? Austin seems like a pretty uh, cool guy, like in real life, because I yes, saw I even yeah. saw a video of him. I don't know what was happening. But it was Austin and some guy coming out of a convenience store. But the guy had no shirt and an Austin vest on. So either they were at a convention or something, and then they ran into each other outside. The guy Was it at Steve Austin Avenue in it, Toronto? It could have been. It definitely could have been. But they were coming out of well, they, the guy had no shirt on, so I don't know. Canada's cold, so. Yeah. Um, but he comes out and he like smashes two beers and drinks them. Um and Austin's like that's pretty good, kid. That's pretty good. <laughs> it was just <laughs> the fact that he stuck around and did yeah. this video with this guy made me think that Austin, you're a pretty good sport. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to come on the show, yeah, come uh, on. Open invitation. Oh, we'll come on Broken Skull too if you want. Yeah. Okay, so we get the McStooges <laughs> next week on Vince. the WWE. Next week on the WWE Network, City <laughs> Wrestling <laughs> Radio, <laughs> right after Raw. Stay tuned. Very exclusive interview. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you ever notice how much heat Vince is getting at this point? This guy is the most overheel in the history of WWE, other than Andre the Giant back in the day. This guy, I'm is flipping the just, bird, flipping the bird. He's basking in it at this point, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, he loves it, man. Total, nar- oh, yeah. total narcissist. Mm-hmm. So he has something to say to Stone Cold as it pertains to the Royal Rumble, and he's going to have him on the show a little later on. But they don't mention that there's some type of counter going on. What do you mean? Uh, well, we'll get to that later, okay. but there's some sort of counter that uh, he has a certain amount of time to show up or else. Oh, oh I guess if you're call time, he's got to make the call time. If you don't make the call time, people, you, you're not on the show. That that just goes for anyone in, in show business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince also has some uh, words for mankind. Seems like he's going to get a tune up match before the Royal Rumble. And this is where the asshole chance reached their full volume. Didn't this happen stadium. like, uh, was it like last month or a SummerSlam when Austin had to face, you know, it was like on heat. Someone yeah. had to like it's a tune up match. For yeah, him. you get a tune up. It was Austin like defending the title, I think, at SummerSlam. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Okay. And uh, we have Mick watching in the back. You know how he does in his ominous way, waiting for his opponent. And uh, I'm not too sure if we cut the break here. We cut the break after a strange limo arrives with a masked man. Who could this masked man be? He looks a lot like Mabel to me, even with the mask. Is, Is it somebody else I've never seen before? Who knows? Is it Mabel? Is it uh, Mr. Perfect? Is it the one, two, three kid? Time will only tell. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and our first match of the night sees your job squad, Bob Holly and uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Is he still referred to as Two Cold Scorpio or just Scorpio? Just Scorpio. Point? All right, well, they're facing too much in a tag match. Exactly. <laughs> every uh, time I heard I Brian, hold on, every time I heard Brian Christopher <laughs> laugh, he reminded me of, uh, I don't want to say like Jar Jar Binks, but like <laughs> something like that, like. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But Robot Chicken does this really good um, Jar Jar Binks impression, yeah. where he turns into a Force ghost and he just bothers Anakin even through his Darth Vader years. He says, "Annie, yay! We get to play every day now." I still wish so Jar- it was I, a very good. I still wish Jar Jar was like in charge of the entire Sith. Yeah, would have been awesome. <laughs> would have been awesome. All right, sorry. So uh, in in the middle of introductions, the lights go out for some reason. And it's not that the lights go out, it's that we go to a special cutaway in some dark room, very dark room, and it's very... Is it The Undertaker? It is. But, you know, we're not told what's going on. Um, Of course, it's, you know, a mystery huddle up. What are we going to do? Well, the Ministry of Darkness just kind of came together this past week or the week before uh, with the acolytes Midian Um, every time they take someone they call them a sacrifice Mm -hmm. I don't think Undertaker knows what a sacrifice is no um, because I think you have to follow through with the he he did a conversion (laughs) that would be a sacrifice yeah so uh, this match actually starts chaotic and we see a very young young and you know uh, relatively speaking, uh, Teddy Long losing control of the match. Uh, you know, stuff's happening everywhere. There's no tags. There's double teams. We don't know what to follow. Um, mm-hmm. What we what I did catch and pull from this match was a very nice reverse splash by uh, Scorpio. Did you catch that? Hey, uh, Scorpio is great. He's great on the ropes. You know what I mean? Especially he comes like, I think he was before his time a little bit. Mm-hmm. He totally. was He was one of the first few, like, he wasn't going to get over in that era with his move set, but if he was wrestling now, he would have been mm-hmm. way more over. Oh, yeah, because he could do stuff that uh, guys his size can't. Exactly. In the middle of this match, you know what we do get is a hilarious sign uh, right behind Hardcam is a fiber equals poop sign. I just thought that was really I, cool. I, I was trying. I, I love all the random signs in the 90s. Uh, five <laughs> equals poop. Uh, there was another one, Mexicans three sixteen. Yeah, which I was baffled by. Uh-huh. <laughs> now all night too. That one was up. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So dude, you brought one one fucking uh, sign. Come on, do better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I tried to use some other ones, but I couldn't make them out. Yeah. So out of nowhere, the Stone Cold timer appears with eighteen minutes left on the countdown. Wait, what? And when that counter showed up. I was distracted by it, and I'm not too sure how the job squad won. But all of a sudden, they have a three count. They win. I'm like, wait, wait, what? What happened? Well, the stone cold (laughs) counter. I mean, that's the one thing you have to know about this entire night is nothing else fucking matters except for two things. Austin and McMahon, Mankind and Rock. 100%. And in that order, too, because Mm -hmm. Austin and and, uh, McMahon come before the Rock and... um, Mankind. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, true to form, um, we get an explanation of what happened. It seems like the Ministry of Darkness were uh, plotting out uh, running into this match for some reason. Into this match? Yeah. The Acolytes of Midian came in, destroyed everyone. 
Oh, because they're trying, they're trying to tease who, who are we going to sacrifice? Who am I going to sacrifice? Yeah, tonight? they do the whole, okay, so the, the after the acolytes clear the ring, we get the dong, yeah. dong. Who is the Undertaker going to murder tonight? Later tonight, the lambs will be led to slaughter, blah, blah, blah. Yep. People think this guy has awesome mic work. I better, I beg to differ, but you know, they Opinions are I like was never. I was never a huge Undertaker fan. No, we, you know, I'm a fan. Of, no, I never hated the guy. Sure, and I he was a good but wrestler. when he got on the microphone, I'm like, Ugh. there are people who live and die by the Undertaker. Though there are people like, oh, he's my favorite wrestler, and I'm like, he's the greatest ever. He's goat. cool. He's cool. I mean, like, he was a good, good costumes. Yep. And but then we get a very important promo by mankind that is lurking in the bowels of the arena and he actually shows what is shows how it's done and i think this is where they ripped his audio right where he teased the the rock and was like you're gonna be the one that says i quit i quit yeah i quit yeah yeah so we get that and to liven up the mood we get sable and the oddities history recap yeah get ready get ready to say farewell to the oddities because tonight is it for the oddities. So. Yeah, and as soon as we get that recap, we get an interview with Sable. Uh, I don't remember Sable being this bad on the microphone, dude. I thought he was a lot. I thought she was a lot better. I'll be honest, I forgot to watch Heat, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sable, she was never, never, ever, 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 ever good. Sable will be in the ring and talk like this because she is the champion. That, that that's how she cuts a promo. Yeah, and I, and I felt like her voice never matched her appearance. I don't know what I expected. No. But anyway, during the interview, do you want like do you want like do you want like Dolly Parton's voice to come out like, "Hey, oh, doll, maybe. how you doing? <laughs> I'm the being, champion." <laughs> maybe that's being very blonde, stereotypical, but maybe that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, that's how I talk when I'm not on the podcast. So. Yeah. Well, Luna talks like an insane woman that has been smoking cigarettes since age ten. And Shane is playing her up like she's hot, <laughs> which I fucking <laughs> love. Oh, she's because so hot. Luna, she, she's she's she, she's a good-looking lady in her own right. I'm yes. not my cup of tea, but you know, I'm, I'm not a lot of people's cup of tea either. So. You know, whatever. Yeah, but you know but that hey, some people WWF, would drink me down. WWF at the time. I know that they probably encouraged you to do a little bit of surgery up top and to uh, wear some type of G in the back. Yeah, that was weird. That, that yeah. was weird. Especially because, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just some guy, like, judging bodies. But, like, I was just like, that that does, that does that G-string does not fit Luna Vachon. Yeah. Like, I don't and, think and it you- actually fits her. Yeah, 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 and you know, just a you could turn it around and, and be a very uh, feminist uh, ally and say the feminization of Luna was just the wrong direction to take. You, you're just feminizing her just to, for the uh, sake sexualizing, of yeah. sexualizing her just because she's a woman, you know. Right, yeah. yeah, so she shows up and she does some really awkward offense on a very awkward feeding that sable does to luna she kind of just uh i'm the champion but stay away <laughs> so she beats up on the lower uh, back and uh as we've yeah. seen in the documentary uh beyond the mat yeah you see a vince russo speaking to a young vince russo speaking to sable saying whatever you do sell the back sell it like you so never sold anything before mm-hmm. so that's where that came from 
Okay. Okay. So we cut the break. We come back and we have Sable being looked at by the EMTs. I'm not too sure why. She's like EMT oh, and not the doctor on set. Yeah. Oh, and she's oh. not sitting down or lying on her stomach or anything. She's just standing by some some stuff. Well, you don't want to you don't want to put any pressure on that back. Yeah. Well, we get Vince again and there's three minutes left in the counter. Uh, a limo pulls up, but this limo is a monster truck limo and it crashes through the VIP parking. Yeah, that's right. That's Vince. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. So uh, Austin enters. He comes into the ring. Uh, we get some back and forth, you know, some yap. I like then, how, well, uh, hold on. First off, I love how uh, VIP parking um, are the same people who drive to demolition derbies <laughs> to get their cars smashed. <laughs> like, like, I didn't see any limos in there. Like, it was just four cars just placed, like, it, right there <laughs> yeah. for Stone Cold to drive over with the monster truck limo. Yeah. You know? With maybe two two barricades made out of wood. Yeah. So uh, Vince pulls a little sneaky deaky and gives Austin a slap and then runs away like a little bitch. He does. Um, and Shane at the announce table won't start screaming. I'm, I'm not too sure why. Yeah. Next, we get Stone Cold in the back drinking a Diet Coke. Uh, he's waiting for the rumble to start, it seems. And it seems like before he gets <laughs> he's just beers, there. he's Diet Coke. All right. So we get another Stone Cold and Vince war recap, this time a little bit more in detail. I'm sure you guys know what's going on. The Rock arrives, and guess what he's drinking? That's right. A a Sprite. Oh, what a heel. (laughs) Yeah, and he does the million-dollar heel trick where he tips the guy, but he throws the money on the ground and goes, here's a dollar kit. Mm -hmm. Now we get a a peek at the Royal Rumble counter. What's up with these guys in counters today? Well, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, things counting down. Yeah. So we get the mystery man entering. And this mystery guy is, of course, Mabel. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mabel. Um, you know Mabel, what, we what are you miss? doing here? Did, did we miss uh, the change in Mick Foley's music? Yes. So we get the, the modern the, day. Dana. The modern day. Dana, yeah. Dana. The car crashing. Yeah. Which I love. So, I, I yeah. do like. Once I switched that, I was like, oh, fucking finally, man. An mm-hmm. actual theme for, because before it was just. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Okay, so the match had a really slow start and a slow middle, and we don't really care much about this because we have the Rumble to look forward to, and we know what's going to happen. Um, Mick has Ma- Mabel locked in. Rock, of course, runs in. Mabel and The Rock whoop up on mankind, and we go off the air. What? Tune into the pay per view. Buy at forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Call your cable mm-hmm. provider. That's how they end like every pre show now. Like every Sunday night heat pre show, it's mm-hmm. just oh my god, complete craziness. Oh my god, we gotta go by. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they should. They're, you know, they're selling it. Yeah. Cliffhanger makes sense. I mean, <laughs> but then when you come back to the paper, but, you're like, but dad, all the action. But dad, like, uh, uh. <laughs> Dad's just like, fuck, the kid won't shut up. Okay, fine. I'll call him. I'll call Viacom at the time. I don't know what it was. I think it was Viacom. It probably was mm-hmm. Viacom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was Sunday Night Heat, uh, the pre-show into... Hope you enjoyed. The Royal Rumble match. Uh, so the Royal Rumble. I will take it from here. Thank you for the Heat report. No problem. Uh, I will say, for the Rumble, it's so nice to hear... Um, Cole and uh, Jr. and Lawler 
Oh, was it really? JR? Yeah, yeah. It was. I was yeah. just about to say it was uh, Michael Cole and and Jerry. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah. not not Jerry the King Lawler, but uh, Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. You enjoyed yes. commentary. I, I enjoyed it because you know I'm so used to Kevin Kelly and Shane McMahon that this is a breath of fresh air. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. Um, I mean, I guess Kevin Kelly is doing play by play just like Michael Cole is, but mm-hmm. usually you uh, you would see Jr. and the King here, but Jr. is no, no. Jr. is in Gorilla. No, Jr. is out of action now. This no, is, Jr. This is, is senior vice president. Well, this is when uh, Jr. Jr.'s Bell's palsy. He starts getting it. Yeah, Bell's but he was uh, in again. Let's refer to Beyond the Mat during the Royal Wumble this year. He was feeding lines to the announcers. Okay. Oh, I mean, young, young Stephanie McMahon looking over his shoulder, seeing how the operations were ran. Uh, (laughs) uh, I almost made a bad joke. Um, What do you call it? Yeah, I guess that makes sense because there was a lot of Vince being in the ring. So Vince Mm -hmm. couldn't feed everything to the announcers, commentators, things of that nature. They had Mm -hmm. to have someone there. And I don't think I think they had to have someone that was I think JR was the best for the job at that point. 100%. 100%. Uh, taking place at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim in Anaheim, California. 14,816 in attendance. Austin, like wow. I said, has no chance in hell. This is where Vince McMahon gained his theme song, No Chance, You Got It, No Chance in Hell. But they held on to it to the very end, right? Uh, well, it was the theme song was for the, the show. It was a theme. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So that was a the theme for the show, and he didn't actually. They didn't actually play. So technically, when he at the end of the show, they played it out, but it ended up being his theme song the next night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, like I said, uh, there's a hundred. Like you said earlier, a hundred thousand dollar contract on the head of Stone Cold Steve Austin's elimination. So we kick it off. Uh, overall, I mean, what did you think of the show? Like, just overall, Rumble-wise? Um, tale of two shows. The beginning was uh, the DX show, but as soon as we were done yes. with the DX show, it, it became a legit pay-per-view that I was really enthralled in. That was one of the annoying things. I did not like how the first three matches all had members of DX in it, and two of them were in a tag team. Yeah, you could have consolidated that. And then the they were an hour. And then they were all in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was just like, dude. Yeah, the tag of the night was the pulling double duty. Yeah, pulling double duty. Um, so uh, we kick it off with a road dog. I mean, I thought the show. I agree with you. The show was a tale of two shows. Um, I even the, some of the good parts of the show, though, there was like moments, and we'll get there. Uh, the the I quit match. I mean, the unprotected chair shots. I I go back and forth with that in the feelings. It, like, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Today, yeah. year old me, I, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll talk about it later. <sighs> and then the rumble kind of sucked. So I don't know. <laughs> it, you know why it sucked? Because it didn't have the surprises we usually expect we'll, from a rumble. We'll get there. Uh, think Rob Van Dam was nowhere to be seen. You know, <laughs> so, well, it's ECW. Uh, Road Warriors. Road Warriors were nowhere. <laughs> well, uh, you had draws. He drew. Uh, Road Dog versus Big Boss Man at the beginning of the show. Uh, Road Dog, he says he's hardcore uh, until he D-I-E, and that's no L-I-E. Great rhyme, guy. Uh, Boss Man is still one half of the tag team champions, I think for the past, like, few months now. Decade, I didn't realize him and Shamrock held those titles uh, for so long. Uh, The two men circled around each other for what it feels like a good two to three minutes at first. Uh, mm-hmm. Some back and forth between two. Somehow, Bossman, like, 
boss man is distracted by the ref and then road dog just like leaves the ring and then goes behind boss man and trips him. I'm like, boss man, do you not know who you're in a match against? You're not in he, a, he, he fucked up too in the, in the rumble. Did he? Yeah. There was a, a spot where uh stone Cold's on the ground and he was just standing there looking at him. It's like, dude, there's a hundred, there's a hundred thousand dollars. Bounty. Yeah. Do something. He just stood there and watched. Uh, boss man begins uh, throwing road dog all around the ring. Road dog bites the nose of boss man, uh, but it does nothing to slow the boss man down. There was so much cheating in this match. It, well, it, he's the hardcore champion. Yeah, know? but it was a legit, it was a special challenge match. That was not no DQ. It's just a special match. He, like I said, he's regular match. He's hardcore until he die, and he's gonna eat his face like it's pie. Uh, boss man has control of most of the match uh, with. Dog have I don't know why I wrote dog with road dog having uh, his hope spots here and there shake rattle and roll to the shimmy knee drop to boss man out of nowhere boss man just catches a uh, road dog for a sidewalk slam a good sidewalk slam at that and the pin and the win I thought this match was way too slow to start a pay-per-view and lasted a bit too long yeah a little bit of an expected unexpected win for boss man too yeah well, he's been losing so much you kind of expected him to win but it was unexpected because like boss man yeah, exactly. So I don't know the, the match. It is what it is. And Road Dog, I just I don't like Road Dog. Ro- Road Dude, Dog's not good. It is because of the sweats. I'm telling you. It's same not because of the like, sweats. Same, same reason we don't like Midian. The sweats. Uh, I, I prefer now the, the only person that could pull off. You're sweats right. Is the Rock. You're right. Midian was more over when he was naked. Midian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and now he's a chef in real life. So hey, good for him. Oh, good for him. Uh, well, The Rock, he didn't have sweats. He had joggers or whatever they were called. Uh, just Adidas pants. They're sweats. Those are sweatpants. Um, we got to our <laughs> next ma- our next match of the night. Billy Gunn getting his shot at the Intercontinental Champion, Ken Shamrock. I will have to say, I did enjoy this match uh, a good amount. You know, Yeah, I, I, me too. But you know what they could have done instead of this? A tag match and whoever gets the pin. Not only do they retain or release the uh, relinquish the titles, but they also receive the title of the person that they pinned. Makes sense. Um, they had to fill a show, and they didn't want to have to build more stuff on Raw. And, you know, Vince's brain doesn't work like that at that time. Yeah, and I guess, I guess you can't reward Val Venus. Or, you know what? You had Edge on the bench and Christian. Oh, they were in the Rumble. They can't have a match. Yeah, they, they were on the bench. No, Christian was not in the Rumble. I'm kidding. Everybody who had a match was in the Rumble. Yeah. Double duty. Pulling uh, double duty. This match uh, came uh, when uh, Billy Gunn exposed himself to Shamrock's sister, who is ringside. Are you going to give us the fun fact of the night, or should I, Jose? Uh, let me see. I think you should, because I don't have it on the, on the notes. So, fun fact about Ken Shamrock's sister... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was his girlfriend in real life. Alicia Webb was her name. Uh, there were actually plans in place uh, by Vince McMahon for um, an incest angle involving his girlfriend who played his sister and him. Uh, why did, Why is that not the first time I've heard of Vince McMahon coming up with an incest angle? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying there was that thing about like, remember like there was supposed to be a storyline about him and Stephanie and an incest angle and Stephanie was like, fuck no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's weird. It's, it's, it's I invented Pornhub. I uh, I came up with all those different topics. Uh, it's just it's it's just entertainment. It's what the people want. They want to really see incest think, on their TV. Do you really think Stephanie got stuck in the in the oven? 
wait, what? Did she get put in an oven? You've never seen those stuck videos? No. <laughs> or even even TikTok videos talking about the stuck videos. So uh, either, either a stepsister or a uh, adopted sister gets stuck in the dryer or in the oven. And then the stepbrother comes home and she's like, I'm stuck. Jimmy, don't. He's like, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I was like. See, in my head, there's like a contortionist in an oven or like in a washer. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're like, help me. And like, it was like how to get them out without breaking their bones. Yeah, no, I'm talking porn. I, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I sorry. The, the, I, like I said, I just watched the Night Stalker documentary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, so, anyway. So, Shamrock stormed uh, to the ring and the two began brawling back and forth. Uh, the two trade clotheslines in the corner, stalling suplex to Shamrock. Billy charges the corner, hitting the ring post, uh, and Shamrock begins uh, kicking Mr. Ass's ass. Uh, Shamrock uh, begins beating ass on the outside. No, his, his rear end. <clears throat> say, say it. Say it, Cole. Just say it. I, ass. I, 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 then eventually they call him Mr. Ass. Yeah. Um, I do love how <laughs> there's one point where these kids are just flipping off Shamrock. They're like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. And Shamrock's just like she. You would see Shamrock. He's like, if I wasn't fucking, we were oh, anywhere you saw else. Steam out of his ears. If, you, if we were anywhere else, and then but I'll, Jerry the King Lawler with the best line of the night. He goes, "Look at all those big fans of Ken Shamrock. They're all telling him he's number one." <laughs> I, fucking, I catch that. I loved That's it. Cool. Uh, Billy gives Shamrock. That was probably Jr. Sounds no, like that, JR. no, that was uh, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that what I'm saying. You said Jr. Yeah, the JR's in his headset. Oh, oh, I got you. See, you're confusing me. I'm like, wait. <laughs> so I'm sorry. King I'm sorry. JR, what? Uh, Billy gives Shamrock a mega face smash uh, to Shamrock from the edge of the ring to the announcer's table. Oh, kind of smashing his face, uh, jumping off the top. Uh, I don't know how the match wasn't ended in a countout at some point because they both kind of fell into the table and they were out there for good, what, two God minutes? God knows how long, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shamrock begins working on Mr. Ass's left leg. Uh, the match begins to slow down. Mm. That's when ref uh, Tim White is hit by a clothesline by Ken Shamrock. Shamrock and Gunn then run into each other with clotheslines. Val Venus comes down to the ring, hits Shamrock with a DDT. Gunn slowly uh, covers Shamrock. Shamrock kicks out. Corkscrew elbow to Shamrock. Flying Larry to Shamrock. Gun then goes up to the top rope, is caught, uh, isn't caught by Shamrock, but I guess Shamrock hits Billy Gunn's ankle with his fist, and that did he? I didn't see that. Well, okay, what it looked I like, saw... he looked like he made a motion, like he had something in his hand, uh -huh. and even Michael Cole said, "What was oh, that? Right. What did he just right. do?" And then yeah. then uh, um, King just goes, "Well, he he hit him in the leg," mm -hmm. but I swear I thought like. He, he like hit him with the nightstick or whatever, but he yeah, did. It looked like a bat or something. Yeah, I got you. Uh, um, uh, Shamrock uh, locks in the ankle lock and begins to think about everybody that's ever flipped him off in his life. <laughs> and just fucking ah! locks it in, gets a submission victory over Billy Gunn. Uh, this was a good solid two thirds of a match. It's, it was entertaining. I felt like the last part of the match when it like they started to kind of stretch it out a little bit was a little. Mm -hmm. A little much. empty feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then uh, we have Shane and the Stooges backstage hyping up Vince for his, uh, his uh, debut in the Royal Rumble. Well, it was actually his wrestling debut. This is a Vince McMahon's debut. Hmm. I forgot that. Uh, 
and then we have Ken Grill, who his his ever anticipated European title match. Do you remember this barn burner of a classic? Because I do. I sure as hell don't. <laughs> I do because X Pac is a martial art expert. Jeez. Didn't you know? Jesus Christ! Well, he does all the spinning heel kicks. Yeah, so he's a okay king. Uh, I'd like to know where you get your uh, information from. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, so they go back and forth. Well, as soon as things get started, transition side slam to Gen Grill. Um, Grill Gen Grill dodges the Bronco Buster, begins to take over. X Pac tries to fight back, but Gen Grill pancakes X Pac into the mat. And then we're reminded that X-Pac is 210 pounds again. <laughs> uh, X-Pac dodges a senton, hits Gengrill with a spinning heel kick for the advantage. Bronco Buster to Gengrill. X-Pac comes off the top rope. Then Gengrill catches him. Okay, what the fuck happened here? I think I think the king explained it, and only because JR was in his ear. Nobody knew what happened. Okay, so X-Pac comes off the top rope for like a crossbody. Gengrill catches him and rolls through and rolls him up. Referee Teddy Long goes one, two, three, two count. Two. <laughs> yeah. I was like, even the king at first was, what? That, no, no, that was that was three. I saw three. I fucking mm-hmm. saw it with my own eye. Three count. I'm, I'm telling you, Jr. in the back saw it, and he frame by frame. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. The one count was for X Pac, and then Gangrel rolled. Oh, is that what is that what they said? And it was two. I never heard three, that. But it was what you know the first two. So the first count was for X Pac. The next two were for Gang Grail. That's how uh, the king explained it afterwards. Oh, okay. I never heard that. Um, <clears throat> Props to Jr. Man. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Because then, I, then I was really confused. Because then they showed it after the match again, like mm-hmm. in the replay. That was one of the highlights <laughs> of the match. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, uh, they should skip that part. But we get the good old fashioned "you fucked up" chance, which is awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, X Factor. Oh, the '99. I mean, I, I think the "you fucked up" champ is uh, the "you fucked up" champ probably has been around since the days of Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. Like he dropped the title to was it Ivan Koloff, mm-hmm. was it? And uh, he, you fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> um, X Factor pin win. X Pac wins and retains. This match was a little confusing at parts. Uh, there were parts that were good, and uh, overall, though, it was head scratching with the whole um, the weird roll through part. Yeah, I think it needed a little bit more time to develop, a little bit more. And I'm, um, you know, ever since we started watching Heat, I become a fan of Gangrel and his uh, brood. I was really, I, I don't remember these pay per views. I don't remember the winners of such an insignificant match. So I was rooting for Gangrel to win the uh, European Championship. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's good. I just, it's X-Pac. And X, X-Pac was, like, actually over at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, people liked X-Pac. X-Pac's yeah. like that guy that you went to high school with, and he, he was super cool, and you hung out with him, and we partied all the time. Mm-hmm. But then you moved on, and he's still just, or he was. Kept partying, yeah, started making yeah. sex tapes, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, then we have Shane um, in the ring introducing the ever so sexy Luna Vajon. Oh, you forgot the DX promo. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Kevin Kelly <laughs> with DX. Um, I skipped over that. Uh, Triple H is tonight. Every man or woman will be fighting for themselves tonight, which that was like an overall theme with the rumble and I'll get there, but mm-hmm. fuckers need to know how to work a rumble. Like, I'm sorry. But know how to book a rumble better. I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, you could you could put some of the blame on Russo. 
Yeah, I will. I'll put all the blame on Russo. I fucking so damn bastard. Uh, <laughs> Shane in the ring introducing Luna Vachon. Shane says Sable cannot compete tonight and wants her to come to the ring to forfeit the title. Uh, Sable comes to the ring and she says, "Ring the bell," even though she's holding her back because she's got a, she's got a really hurt back and then my all, kidneys hurt. Um, all of a sudden, the bell rings and it was like a shot of a fucking I don't know, like morphine Dude, into her back. A strap match. No, I didn't either, which actually covered up for a lot of Sable, you yeah. know, like I think yeah. this was the the good idea. I, mm-hmm. Having totally. Luna Vachon. That, that's why they're called gimmick matches. Yeah. Luna Vachon and Sable having a strap match is better than I think Jacqueline and Sable from a couple months ago, <clears throat> because, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, just the overall, just being able to like use the strap and, you know, she can whip Sable. Sable can go ow my back. Mm-hmm. Then you know it's fine. And, it and Sable doesn't have to do any complicated offense except just swing the strap. Exactly. Shane joins commentary. Uh, Sable charges Luna, but uh, and begins whipping her with the strap. Sable. Oh yeah, Sable's no selling the back injury from earlier too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luna begins to choke Sable while carrying her on <laughs> couple, her back. A couple slaps from that strap will knock you right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Luna begins to choke Sable and carrying Sable around on her back. Like she's, um, I would say Santa's sack of toys yeah. and Luna for some reason is doing this, but also touching in order to win a strap match, you have to touch all four turnbuckles in back then in order. Well, I think even now you do. Is that what happened with the Cody versus, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brody okay. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's she, she hits three and, uh, um, and then, uh, Sable, like, uh, tosses Luna and then because Sable's touching them too as soon as Luna mm-hmm. and then she just touches the fourth one before S- Luna and wins. Well, she does like a backflip or something like that. See right? you, Luna. Have a have a good time. Um, <sighs> it was fun. It, it was great having you here uh, on our Sunday Night Heat reviews. But yeah, what do you mean I'm fired? Where am I going? Yeah, what what? She was great. Yeah. Uh, now this is not a good match, but like I said, the fact they had to hide, they got to be able to hide it with um, the strap match. The gimmick really helped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's the more experienced wrestler. So, I mean, she was dope. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, the co- shame they didn't know how to book women back then. What was that? Damn shame how they didn't know how to book women back then. I mean, they're not doing oh. great right now, but they're doing a thousand times better. Well, you know, Vince McMahon is notorious for saying nobody wants to see women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. So uh, the problem was nobody wanted to see Medusa wrestling and uh, and fabulous Moolah. Yeah, nobody really wants to see Moolah wrestle. Uh, Doc Hendricks uh, backstage with The Rock, the challenger for the WWF championship tonight. Uh, he basically tells uh, Doc Hendricks, to, shut your mouth, you, you jabroni, you uh, strudel liquor. I don't know mm-hmm. what he said. It is strange when he uh, does that callback. Uh, the millions... Oh, I was about to say, yeah. Nobody, it was weird, right? What, because this is the point where Rock is doing his uh, his his catchphrases. His response. Yeah. But nobody is joining him with saying it. So it's weird because you would say, and millions, and you'd hear yeah. everybody. And it's, it's brand new. He seems like he was waiting for it, too. He was like, millions and millions. Guess I'll say it. Of <laughs> Rock's fans. And it, it was just weird. Uh, okay. And then we go on, well, you know, it's, it's new. He's a heel. It's catching on, yeah. uh, the, the whole idea of heels being, uh, catching pop is new. 
uh, later on in the match, he actually gets a little bit of pop towards the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that's that's what I, you know, hold that to. Uh, the infamous I Quit match, The Rock versus Mankind. So, um, so King uh, King starts the match. He states, "The Rock is uh, feeling the electrifying electricity tonight," which I thought was a a fun line for the King. Uh, the two begin to brawl as soon as the bell rings. The microphone, the microphone begins, uh, joins the match and becomes a third person in the match because which is awesome. I loved it. Yeah, uh, mankind using the microphone as a weapon, slamming it into the Rock's head. The fight spills onto the commentary table. Uh, that's when mankind busts out the chair to swing chair shots on the Rock. Double arm DDT to the Rock in the ring. Sako applied to Rock, uh, fighting into fan. The two start fighting into the fans. That's when uh, Rock actually hits a very nice power slam to Mankind. Mankind's charging towards the Rock, and right. the Rock power slams Mankind over the barricade. Both of them tumble over, yeah. Uh, the Rock goes for a rock bottom on uh, to Mankind on the commentary table. Whoops. And the table just gives way. They both fall. You could tell even Rock leaning in. He's like, hey, hey brother. you okay? You good? Okay. Okay, no, we're good. Yeah, you know, you're still good for those unprotected chair shots? Okay. Five, right? Five. Uh, rock, yeah. Uh, rock, oh, no, I think I count them. It's far more than five. No, 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 but the original plan was for five. Oh, was it? Yes. Rock, uh, rock then uh, knows that we're watching in 2021 and wants to be the biggest heel of all time. So he gets a bottle of water and spits it into the face of mankind. <laughs> Because that, great. that would not be cool in COVID era. Oh, no, no, no. No. Uh, DDT to the mankind on the cement. Uh, both men try multiple times to get the other to say I quit throughout the match. Uh, nobody is going to say I quit at this point. Rock brings a ladder in as a weapon. Both men climb the ladder uh, near kind of the uh, where the rumble sign is. Uh, it's like a little stage area. Rock knocks mankind off the stage into the circuit board. Uh, Can I have something to say? Yeah. You know me. I, I usually hate these matches where they go out the ring and just blow all this time just brawling out in the ring. Yeah. In this match, I was sold. Yes. Give me more. Oh, yeah. No, be this not, match. To be honest, I was dope here. Um, I like. I really liked when Mankind fell through the circuit board and then all the lights in the arena gave way. Yeah. Like, that was a nice touch. Yeah, because they look like generators or something. Because you've seen, how many times on Raw in the past 10 years, somebody falls through near the stage, pop, 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 and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Fucking turn out those lights, man. Make the people think that something's actually happening. Yeah. If I was there, I'd be like. a couple pops. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it it, it was good. It was good, though. Um, Shane McMahon comes out to plead with The Rock to end the match, but The Rock says, no, no, no. I'm going to make him say I quit. So then uh, uh, Rock drags Mankind back into the ring and he he handcuffs the hands of Mankind behind his back. Oh, this is when the match just becomes uncomfortable. It does. Uh, Rock. So so I just got to say the original plan that Mick Foley agreed to was, all right, five chair shots to the head and we'll go home from there. So Rock, the Rock was 100% down with it. You got it, Mick. I got you. Uh, the Rock pounding away on Mankind, slamming his head into the turnbuckle. Mankind low blows Rock with a kick. 
uh, knee drop to the corporate nutsack. Oh, and he gets busted open in the corner. Oh, a mankind? Yeah. 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 Uh, Rock takes over again, grabs the chair, corporate elbow to mankind to, on the chair. Uh, that's, what, that's when after that we get unprotected chair shot number one. And then number two, then three, four, five. And then they both fall to the outside. Six, seven, eight. Uh, chair shots to mankind. Foley is bleeding profusely from that, the head at this point. And then we get chair shots nine and ten. Um, what according, happened? According to Beyond the Mats, uh, it was 11 chair shots. I counted, and, I counted okay. 10, but sure, I'll give them the credit. Yeah, you know, you're right there. 10, 11, who cares? You're splitting hairs. Um, it was double the amount of chair shots that was supposed to go in there anyway. No. Um, word around the campfire is that they were supposed to take an X amount of shots to the head in the ring and then go outside the ring to catch the rest of them. So he wasn't supposed to catch five in the ring. He was only supposed to catch like maybe three. And then they'd go outside the ring and he'd catch them one in the front. And if you notice Mick Foley walking and turn his back towards him, and then the other one in the back of the head. Well, they did have That's five. when he was supposed to fall through the face, on his face and do the whole bit. That's when we did but have instead, we, we did yeah. have five on the inside and five on the outside. So yeah, exactly. So on the outside too, there was this one uh, moment where Mick fed his back to the Rock. Clearly, like, dude, I'm spinning yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's and Rock, back, Rock waited. Rock yeah. waited. He, mm-hmm. I, you can tell mankind is his head is huddled over. He's like trying to bend over. Like, dude, please hit me on my back. And the fucking the Rock. Waited till mankind turned around and just whacked him on the side of the head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, the, I think, that uh, was the last one. Yeah, no, the last one was uh, to the back of the head, which I thought was evil too. Uh, so on a on a podcast, I think it's the the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. He said that the first chair shot he took was the type of pain that he felt shock through his toes, and he knew that this pain was going to be one like no other. But for some reason, he felt like that energized him to be the guy that remember there was this part in the ring. He no sold like two or three shots. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I wonder if he's also to, you know, like just in the moment, just be like one more, let's go one more. Let's fucking We're already at this point. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you're already at that point, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're standing in a pile of shit, you know, you (laughs) might as well, you might, you might as well look for a hundred dollar bill there. Yeah, so he knocks him in the back of the head. and I like, I like that analogy. Um, <laughs> the Rock then lowers the microphone down, and then you hear Mankind's voice, which sounds like it's coming from a boy of the room, just say, I quit! I quit! I quit! And, and it's very energized compared to a labored to breathe Mankind. On the yeah, yeah. Per- bleeding profusely from the face. And you know what's crazy is that He's on the ground bleeding profusely after 10 chair shots of the head <laughs> and nobody's checking on him. Nobody's like, no, Hey, yeah. um, and rocks just kind of standing over him. Like, yeah, well, they I'm did the take rock. his mask off. Yeah. As soon as the EMTs got down there, yeah, they, and, they cut um, his mask off. I think. And, uh, what's his name? We were talking about it earlier. What's the, what's the, uh, Teddy Long, Tim Teddy White. Long, Teddy Long comes out with a bucket of ice water. Yeah, just hold the bucket of ice water. Well, but he needs it because he's spraying it on his face. 
dude, it's just really, it's really sad because have you seen you? I'm sure you've seen the pictures of afterwards him backstage. His wife uh, was there. Noel Foley. Do things to say about that? Yeah. Dewey was there. It's, it's him walking through the arena. You know, uh, you know, I, I just have a picture of it and like. It's him walking through the arena and he's bleeding profusely with his daughter next mm-hmm. to him and his wife. His wife looks like she's in te- she's been in tears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they probably thought they were witnessing their family member, their husband or dad being murdered. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I did a little digging on the internet and you know, it's the internet. We don't know if it's, you know, if it's real or not. But according to well, the stories yeah. around the campfire, the original plan was to have McFoley quit because Rock was exposing the kids to the ass whooping, like, look at your children! I'm kicking your ass. You got, you got. Oh, quit. but fully exonated, it, right? He didn't yeah. want. He didn't want the kids involved. I think I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay, so uh, during at the end of this match, I took a like I said a little visit to the interwebs, and I saw some footage from beyond the mats just to refresh my memory of what happened. And we do indeed see the family sit in front row, uh, witnessing the near murder near death of mcfoley those kids um, are probably like six yeah maybe yeah. maybe like uh noel is probably like noel noel no uh she's probably like eight and dewey looks like six yeah i just think all um, kids look like they're six until they're like 12. so yeah but you know what mom's is freaking out she's going nuts and that's what makes uh noel freak out but dewey's just kind of hanging out like what's wrong mom don't worry daddy said this is fake he said, they're friends. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but then she freaks out to the point where he's like, oh, mom, you're freaking me out. Now. Yeah, She's like, is he, we're getting the hell out of here. So they dip into the back and, and wait for the match to be over. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, we do see Jim Ross in Gorilla being, you know, feeding lines to uh, the king mm-hmm. and young Stephanie, you know, sitting, plotting, waiting yeah. for her time to pounce. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. After the match, you see Mick with the gash on his head, and he's telling his kids, "It's just a boo boo. It's just a boo boo." Yeah, don't I, worry. I remember that scene. I mean, it's 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 just a boo boo now. Yeah, but you know, when 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 I know what we're twenty two years later, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably cut up to him in some ways. He's probably felt a lot of pain over the years for all this stuff mm-hmm. he's taken. It's hard to watch matches like this because you know I am someone that like. I don't. I don't want to say I get emotional very easily, but it's. It really is hard to watch a man. And I. I don't watch wrestling because I'm like, I just. I have bloodlust. I watch wrestling because these are exaggerated characters. Like, okay, just think about this shit. Some guy in tights goes out to settle an argument with another guy in tights, so they fight about it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like how crazy. Like that's the drama so, I want to see. Yeah, it's very barbestic. Bar bar. <laughs> barbaric yeah barbaric but there's a reason why i don't archaic there's a reason why i don't watch ufc like i'm yeah i'm not a fan of usc because it's like people actually beating the shit out of each other i'm like yeah uh, i'm like can you guys like do some pageantry can you guys start a stable or like (laughs) do like a like a takeover uh invasion yeah that would be fun maybe bellator invades uh ufc (laughs) yeah Number uh, 2005. All right, hold on. Before before we move on, though, I need to get yeah. my Rumble notes. They're still in my backpack. So hold on okay. one second. Okay, hold on. okay. Sorry. I take my Rumble very seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just a couple more things. Um, and beyond the mat, we also see a conversation that McFoley had with uh, Vince McMahon 
after he got stitched up and while Vince was getting stitched up. Yeah. And uh, Mick is excusing all those chair shots with a, well, you know, some people might not like it. They'll think it's barbaric, but, you know, there are going to be a few that we really touch. And I don't think it's, you know, it's going to be offensive, but not to everyone. You know, I think at the end of the day, we told a great story. And uh, Vince was kind of giving him the eye like, dude, shut up. I'm getting stitched up right now. I really don't care. Uh, we'll watch it on tape and we'll see what, what it's like. And see so you're saying Vince McMahon is not aggressively drinking water and looking at him like, <laughs> We're making stories, man. He's hunched over. Ah. Because Vince gets uh, opened up in the back of his head. Yeah. So he's getting cut up, too. Well, you know, at least he's part of the party. So a couple of issues that Mick Foley had with The Rock afterwards is that the and this is according to the Internet again, you know, nothing is 100 percent treated what it is. Rumors, innuendo. Yeah. Uh, The Rock didn't check up on him after the match. The Rock didn't thank him for the match because he did relinquish the title to The Rock. Um, the Rock nailed Mick's head, even though he fed his back, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, so yeah. he was mad over that. He was also mad. Did Mankind Rock... bring that up and beyond the mat? Like that he was feeding him his back? Mankind? Um, Mick I don't think he. No, I don't up? think he brought it up then. Okay. Um, and he also was mad because he took uh, 10, 11, 12, 15 shots instead of the. Planned five. Yeah. A few months later, uh, Mick Foley's looking at the, watching the match with his wife, and he was like, damn, I'm a bad dad. Fuck. What was I thinking? It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to watch it. Yeah. So supposedly they squash their beef, and they're fine now, because, of course, we get the Rock and Sock connection later on. But, you know. Yeah. I, the I Rock was Honestly, young. yeah, I was going to chalk it up to the Rock being young and dumb and... Mm-hmm. Wanting some crowd, you know the crowd size and yeah. the pop he was getting after he got off the ladder. Yeah, um, he yeah. was the champion. He was he yeah. was the WWF champion. And I'm not saying because he was a champion it was okay for him not to go back there and think like I trust me, dude. Mm-hmm. I I think it's disres- I think it's somewhat disrespectful. No, it was pretty shitty how he stood over him and, and raised the title too. Yeah, and then, I thought and not yeah it it, it, it is. It, yeah, okay, it is. <laughs> it is shitty the rock to do that, but like you said, they have um, made men. They've made amends and they've mm-hmm. moved on. So yeah. shall we uh, to the Royal Rumble match? Woo! It's time for the Royal Rumble match. Uh, Howard Finkel is laying out the rules, and now Finkel is just like stretching it out. I feel like they told me it's some extra time, so he goes. The the way you win is getting thrown over the top rope and both feet have to touch the floor. You cannot get thrown through the middle rope. That is not an elimination. You can't lose on Tuesday because today is the rumble. Well, Tuesday is Taco Tuesday and $2 margaritas, so you can't exactly. nobody can get thrown out on that day. It's just an all-out party. You can't win on a summer's day because it's January. It has to be on a midsummer's night. And you have to be Shakespeare. I don't know. Is that what it's called? Midsummer's Night Dream or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Midsummer's Night. Uh, okay. So we, we kick off the Royal Rumble with uh, entrant number one. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out to the ring. And entrant number two, as we know, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Very jacked Vince McMahon. God Vin- damn. Vince McMahon comes out to the ring in his debut match and is jacked and oiled and topless. <laughs> He's half grease, half man. He is just like... 
Why did I not wear a shirt? <laughs> and you notice he's not doing the McMahon straight. You know that weird flop that he does? No, he's no, Mr. no. Mr. McMahon? Well, no, he developed that later. He's wrestler Vince. Oh, yeah. he, he hasn't done that yet? No. Uh, Austin begins to stomp a mud hole in Vince. Austin teasing, tossing Vince out. But he wants Vince McMahon to suffer. He should have just did what was best for everything. We get entrant number three coming out to the ring. It's gotta be Golga! Yay! And you know how else you know the oddity's over? He's in and out. He is in and out. First one, uh, third one in, first one eliminated. That's when Austin and Vince battle through the fans. And uh, number four is Draws. Draws comes into the empty ring. Like, I know they had to like cut to Vince and Austin battling through the merchandise area and the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. There was just too many empty ring spots. For a fucking rumble. A, yeah, a match yeah. that contains 30 people. There was a, too many parts where the ring was empty. Yeah, and the waste of Kane as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Uh, like I said, Vince and Austin battle into a women's restroom. But as uh, Admiral Akbar would say, it's a trap. Um, yeah. Because the entire corporation is waiting in the... Why is the entire corporation in the women's bathroom? Don't, aren't they supposed to be getting ready for the rumble? I don't trust Tess in the women's triple Judy. Uh, yeah, I know triple. <laughs> you accidentally said triple Judy, which I think is far <laughs> more funnier than triple duty. <laughs> I just think of three Judy Garland's just all singing. Oh, uh, draws is just like waiting in the ring. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'm number four. Hey, uh, that's when number five edge comes out. Edge and draws go back and forth. Number Ooh. six. Gilbert. That was our Gil- surprise. Yeah, that was the surprise of the night. Uh, Gilbert eliminated very quickly by Edge. He is eliminated number two. Hey, uh, not bad. Rookie Edge over here getting eliminations. Oh, uh, that's when we have the camera cuts back to the women's bathroom. The corporation leaving Austin laid out on the bathroom floor. Uh, number seven, Steve Blackman. Time to take a nap, you guys. Uh, yeah, medical staff uh, attending to Stone Cold in the bathroom. Uh, because, you know, there's just sometimes when you you go to the bathroom and you just get knocked out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, number seven, Dan, the beast Severn. Number the nine, nap, the nap continues, you guys, <laughs> and let it continue. Number nine, Tiger Ali Singh. No need to wake up. Fellas. Uh, well, Austin is driven away in an ambulance. So go ahead and mm. keep that nap going. Uh, number 10, the blue meanie. Keep it going all day. I could keep it up all day. Number 11. I guess was supposed to be Mosh, but yeah. he was taken out backstage by Mabel. Never explained. Uh, so it's got to be Mabel. Mabel comes to the ring uh, and has actually a decent uh, run in the Rumble, eliminating five men as soon as he gets to the ring. I think that's Severin, Blackman, Tiger Ali, gone. Uh, draws and the uh, Blue Meanie. Yeah. Uh, that's when Road Dog comes to the ring. Uh, Road Dog goes right after Edge. Road Dog eliminates Edge. Edge is. Eliminated number eight. Uh, I'm just throwing numbers at people now. Uh, lights go out, and as soon as uh, Road Dog and as soon as Road Dog and Mabel come face to face, that's when Taker's music hits. Midian and Acolytes um, they eliminate Mabel from the match. Why weren't the Acolytes in there? A uh, couple questions. One, why weren't the Acolytes in the Royal Rumble? Two, why did all of a sudden they plot to take Mabel when Mabel made his debut? during heat just a couple hours earlier he literally was in the corporation for a night half a night a night an hour an hour 
Number, because he was jumped in, he was jumped into the ministry after this. Uh, number thirteen, Gengrill. Uh, Road Dog makes quick work of Gengrill, eliminating him as the tenth Ooh. elimination of the ninth. Number fourteen, we want to say goodbye to Kurgan. Number fifteen, Al Snow. Uh, Al Snow. As soon as uh, he as soon wait as Snow is trying to eliminate Kurgan, <laughs> Road Dog just pushes Al Snow out. Like he doesn't help Al Snow eliminate Kurgan. Yeah, he just goes yeah. bye, Snow. And Snow Al Snow's just like. The fuck, it, dude. You know what? This was the first Royal Rumble. I think that there was a complete blurred line or an elimination of a of the line of faces and heels. Yeah, I, it was really all men for themselves. I don't understand why people didn't work together in this match. It yeah. made zero sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand, like, if you're, let's say. I'm trying to think of a small guy. Okay, D'Lo had history against Val Venus. Let, okay, but he was helping Val or something like that. Let's say if you're D'Lo and Mark Henry, right? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to be the last two with Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. You want to push Mark Henry out while there's the chance, but the chance is not just going to be at the beginning when they're still like introducing number sixteen. You know, halfway through the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Al Snow is eliminated. So Al Snow has been had an ongoing feud with Goldust lately. Goldust stole the head of Al Snow. Oh, that's right. And so Al Snow's eliminated. Oh, that's good. And number sixteen is Goldust. And what a waste! Why? That was a waste they, of a confrontation. Yeah, they could have had a confrontation. Exactly. They had a program going. Like you could even like busted. <clears throat> like Goldust busted out you know, head at one point and hit Al Snow with it mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of just some lackluster elimination for Road Dog. Yeah, and then who comes out? Uh, hold on. Uh, we a couple minutes. Uh, limit. Uh, hold on. With Goldust and Snow and having a program, why wouldn't they go a couple more minutes? Eliminate. So Road Dog is just controlling the match like Kane or Roman is nowadays. Uh, I mean, I felt like he was. He was getting a few eliminations. I think he got. Yeah, yeah. He he was being pushed. As one I think of the he got three stars. or four. I think yeah. he got three. Uh, got Edge. Godfather comes out next. Exactly. Now, what you could have had a great moment with Goldust making passes at his hose or something to that effect, that would have been a great encounter too, but that gets ruined. That does get ruined. Number 18 is Kane. Uh, Kane, I heard. um, Kane heard I just compared Road Dog to him (laughs) in the Rumble. (laughs) So he tosses Road Dog right out of the ring. He's like, fuck you, Corey. It goes well, Kane's on. job pretty much was to hit the refresh button on the whole fucking match. Yes, uh, he eliminate. Uh, he gets a few eliminations. He eliminates Road Dog, Kurgan, Godfather, and Goldust all by Kane. Um, and he eliminated one more person. Who? Who? Himself. Oh well, yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's when all the local Southern California uh, independent wrestlers come to the ring dressed as. Orderlies is what they were calling them, like institution, yeah. institution workers with straight jackets. <clears throat> Kane just goes over the top rope to chase the orderlies away and eliminates himself. Elimination so number five, sixteen is Kane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think this is Kane's. Is this Kane's first Rumble? No, no, I don't think he was around for like three years. He's already did like three programs with Undertaker. Number nineteen, uh, Ken Shamrock comes to the ring. That's when Vince McMahon comes back to the ring now with a sweatshirt. Because he was like, because you could tell when he came out the first time, he's like, wow, it's a lot colder in here than they said it would be. <laughs> My nipples could cook glass. Uh, uh, Vince gets on commentary and assures us that Austin is not coming back. 
And I just love all the questions. Like the King's like, Hey, if two people throw in Austin, can they split the money? And Vince's like, I don't fuck. I don't care. Just take the money. God. And I love it. Very annoyed. It's like, Oh, and the, I'm so glad I don't have to sit here anymore. And the, um, the, the money was supposed to be coming out of Shane's inheritance, right? I don't remember that. Like that he means, says, oh, that, that's well, a great write in if that's well, true. If I have to take some more money out of Shane's inheritance to pay for it, I will. <laughs> oh my God, that's that's great. I love it. Uh, Billy Gunn, uh, number 20, comes to the ring uh, limping on a hurt ankle. And uh, no boot. And no boot, yeah. Uh, number 21, test, test. This is a test. And uh, number 21 is test. Cameraman cuts backstage to the Ministry of Darkness, Darkness kidnapping, sorry, kidnapping Mabel. Apparently mm-hmm. it was legit kidnap. Yeah. Um, they threw him in. Uh, was it a hearse or something? I can't remember what it was. Something, they threw him in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when we hear the ambulance sirens coming back. And uh, Vince McMahon looks at the camera, makes his big gulp face because it's stone cold. He's back. Uh, number 22. Hooray! You knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number 22 is Boss Man. Boss Man's music uh, doesn't hit at first, but Austin comes out instead, which is mm-hmm. this is really weird. <clears throat> So Austin, they go 10, 9, 8, 3, 2, 1. And, and Austin comes out. And Austin comes out. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And then Bossman just kind of soon follows. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why didn't they just have Austin like beating up Bossman, like coming to the ring, like, dragging Boss him Man, to the ring? Bossman had a little bit of a fucked up night, didn't he? Oh, dude. That's like, I don't that's know. like three. Er- yeah. Bossman comes to the ring um, and. For some reason, I wrote elimination number 17, Ken Shamrock. But who was he eliminated? Oh, he's eliminated by Austin. Oh. <coughs> oh, there you go. Number 23 is Triple H. Triple H goes right after Test. Hmm. Uh, beats him up and then takes his girl eventually. Number 24, <laughs> Val <laughs> Venus. That's when Austin tosses Billy Gunn. And that's elimination number 18. Number 25, coming to the ring, X-Pac. Uh, number 26, Mark Henry. Number 27, Jeff Jarrett. And I know it's every man for themselves again, but why did X-Pac give Triple H a spinning heel kick at one point? For no reason. No just reason. Just nowhere. All, like, he's just like, bam, 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 boom, Triple H. Like, Yeah, yeah. And usually these spots are set up so everybody's in their corners except these two, and they kind of face off, like, you know, drama moment. Yeah, have them face off and then have, like, Jeff, pause. Jeff Jared and break them up, like, attack them yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't fucking know. But no, just out of nowhere, spin kick. Uh, number 28, uh, D'Lo Brown. What's up? No, no, no. He's a martial artist. Uh, He's te- a martial art expert. <laughs> test is tossed by Austin. That's really hard to say. Test is tossed by Austin. Uh, so that's elimination number 19. X-Pac tossed by Boss Man. Number, elimination number 20, X-Pac. Triple H's tosses Jeff Jarrett. Number elimination number 21. That's a waste. So then we get number 29. It's Stone Cold Steve. Or sorry, not, I don't know why I said Stone Cold. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, he came in again. It's Owen Hart. Owen Hart comes to the ring, yeah. and this is Owen's last rumble, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, that's when uh, Austin goes to the commentary table to throw a pitcher of ice cold water on Vince, and that's when Vince was like, "I'm gonna fucking kick this guy's ass." <laughs> was that necessary? It's just like, what, what? dude? Like, now you're pissed? Like, he was just fighting you all night. You just threw water on my sweatshirt. It's Nike. And then we get number 30, China, who I think literally gets the biggest pop of the night in the Rumble. Except, take that back, behind Austin. 
Of course, of course, yeah. yeah no, know. this is your regular contestant because you knew Austin was gonna be Final Four no matter what. Yeah, Final Two no matter what. Uh, China go. I yeah. Uh, China goes right after Mark Henry, and China eliminates Mark Henry. What? All right, all right, all right. Mark Henry eliminated by China, but then Austin sneaks up right behind China and clotheslines her out of the ring. <laughs> that was great. She took like a champ too. She did. She did. Uh, I was you know kind of hoping a little bit more out of China, but hey, you know what are you yeah. gonna do? It's the, looking, you know, pretty hot. It was the first woman in the room. Well, China. I mean, China at that point. I mean, how old was she? Like twenty four. And she was just coming back from surgery too. You know when let's they see. broke her jaw and did all this stuff to her. Oh yeah, and I think she had some elective surgeries too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, China WWE. How old was she at this point? Um, she was born in sixty nine, seventy nine, eighty nine. Oh, she was thirty years old. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, she know, looked good I for can... her age at thirty. Yeah, she looked great. You know, I'm not saying people. That... She didn't look thirty. Is what I'm saying. She looked like she was in her twenties. Uh, Austin sneaks up, eliminates China. That's when Triple H tosses Val Venus. Stunner to Triple H. Triple H is tossed. Oh, but, but Triple H is pissed when uh, when Stone Cold eliminated China. He was pissed. Oh yeah, I mean, he was the only one like that was like, let me work together with somebody. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Triple H and Austin are brawling back and forth. And <laughs> I wonder what Vince thought of Triple H before. Him and Stephanie started dating. Because this douchebag again. Like, I wonder if he really just thought that, or if he was just like, ah, just this guy sucks. Or if he really was like, this guy's awesome. He's amazing. He's a blue blood. Hmm. Or maybe he he liked his political hunger. Yeah. Well, this guy's politics are great. (laughs) Well, gives me a hard on. I mean, I'm sure Vince, I'm even though Triple H got punished for the curtain call. I'm sure it was a slap on the wrist. I'm sure Vince secretly like, like, ah, oh, you just went out there and did what you wanted. Like you, you're a bastard for ruining my show, my mm-hmm. house show, but I would have done the same thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind mm-hmm. of yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it, it was at a house show. Yeah. It was the fucking cow palace. It, no, it, it, just it was, ma- it was Madison square garden, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. But you know what I mean? It was just the house yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, final five. Well, I have to say final five because it's Vince, Owen Hart, Bossman, D'Lo, and Austin. D'Lo Brown, part of the final five. Uh, well, I actually, mean, D'Lo Brown, he, is, part of the final four. Is he representing Heat? Sunday Ooh. Night Heat or what? Yeah, he's yeah he's pre- re- representing Sunday Night Heat. D'Lo Brown. <laughs> well, no, he's with PMS. Remember? Beca- That's right. Because yeah, yeah. he gave uh, t- was it Terry a miscarriage? Ah, oh, because she fell. They mentioned that too on the show. Yeah. So she fell last week and she had a miscarriage. So Austin tosses <laughs> Austin tosses Owen. Uh, that's elimination number twenty six. Uh, low down to Austin. Boss man tosses D'Lo Brown. That's elimination number twenty seven. Uh, Austin then tosses Boss man. Elimination number twenty eight. So that leaves two men. The same uh, two that started the match are the same two to end the match. Um, they battle ringside. Multiple chair shots to McMahon. <clears throat> Austin then rolls McMahon into the ring. McMahon, uh, that, which was really, it was a really weird spot because Austin's like taunting McMahon and Austin like has like this lunging low blow. Like he mm-hmm. leans mm-hmm. into it and like, and I thought yeah. it was like kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm like, why didn't, why, why didn't Austin stop that? Like, mm-hmm. it seemed like dumb, but kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's when Rock comes out to the ring to distract Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
So when did Vince get cut open on the chair shot to the head? I think yeah, so. Right? Yeah. So the back of the chair yeah. caught him, nicked it, him in the it's back. It's got to be. Yeah. No. Uh, Rock comes to the ring to distract Austin. Vince McMahon then sneaks up behind Austin to toss him. That was, that, that was the most <laughs> horrible distractions ever. Well, it, it, it really is. Uh, your winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble match, Mr. McMahon. Wow. This is dumb. Wow. This is dumb. This is a dumb finish. Well, Dude, the final four, final the, sixth, it was pretty lame. This whole rumble wasn't good, dude. Yeah. And here's the thing. And you mentioned it earlier. There was a lack of surprises. But the wrestling fan in 1999 is not the same wrestling fan in 2020, 2021. You know, the wrestling fan nowadays, dude, we fucking, you put Doink and Tatanka out there. We're like, oh my God, it's Doink and Tatanka. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But back then people would be like, Tatanka? What? Boo, Mm -hmm. you suck. We don't like you from the early 90s. We have attitude. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's why we had a lack. Like they were literally trying to get people over into this new, like they're trying to make it somewhat serious. Mm-hmm. And I commend them for it. And, but uh, God, yeah, uh, I want to talk sitting on the bench, ready to go. Well, edge was in, edge was in the match. Remember edge was in the match. Yeah. And he had one elimination, but you know, with Christian in there, they could have did a little tag team action. Maybe even, um, was Christian in the rumble? I don't even no, think he was not. Yeah, no. He was on a bench. Mm. He he didn't have to pull double duty. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I've watched two rumbles so far this year. 99 and 2017. Mm. Uh, so if you want to hear my whole experience on r- going to Rumble 2017, uh, me and I did a show with my good friend Cindy G at the Adventures in Wrestling podcast. I believe it's out now. If not... It will be shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, so. I, think so. I think it's, yeah. Um, this rumble sucked. And, but it's funny, these same two rumbles both finished with the winner only having one elimination and that's tossing the, the, the last loser. person. Yeah, yeah. The last person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you only have to eliminate one person in the rumble to win. And yeah, yeah. Fr- frankly, you don't have to, uh, eliminate anybody to win the rumble. You could just yeah. kind of like hide under the ring. Yeah. 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 Or watch two people ta- uh, topple over while you're still in the ring. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day that like they do the thing where everyone gets eliminated and then they're like 10. Not, and they're like, wait a minute. There's still one more person in this match. And that's the winner. Who's coming out? Who is it? And then it's Gilbert and he's oh. going to WrestleMania. No. What a waste! That's the theme of the night. What a waste! What yeah. a waste! It just seemed like uh, it seemed like a rumble that when you played the video game, uh, like that when like they were all chosen at random and the characters don't know that they're in a stable together because it's a video game. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. N sixty four, and they're just gonna fight each other, and it's just I don't know, man. Yeah, well, you know what? For this rumble, I will say that because Vince is so hated, and he's like, like I said, the most overheel in the company at this point. Him being at the end, knowing he's number two, uh, you knew this was all about him yeah. and him winning just drew just obnoxious heat yeah. on top of all the heat he already had. Yeah. So this fool is cooking right now. You know, he's carrying his own company pretty much. I mean, yeah, I, he's he's really trying to build. I mean, they're doing a good job building Austin. You know what I mean? He's really oh, yeah. trying to hold Austin down and and they're having they're holding Austin back while also propelling the rock. 
Dude, the pop that he got once him and Vince met one on one at the beginning and he started stomping the hell out of him in the corner, biggest pop of the night. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing I've noticed about this show, and I don't know if I can be quoted on this, but I think this is the show that the developers of WWF WrestleMania 2000 watched to get everything. Hmm. Because there are so many similarities to this show and the characters that there are to that game. You know, the, the clothing attire, uh, color schemes. Even Road Dog has like a, in the game, Road Dog has a really weird... Sweatpants? Taunt. No. Uh, he has a taunt in the game where he's like... And I'm like, what are you doing, Road I like Even when I was a kid, I was like, what the fuck is Road Dog doing? Mm-hmm. And then I was watching the show, and in, in the match, Road Dog just busts that thing, that move out of nowhere. So I was like... Oh, that's right. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Did the developers like, oh, well, this is this is what he does. He dances mm-hmm. like that. Okay, great. Good. What else you got, Mr. D.O. Double G? I can do the running man. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, it, it's it's so I think there's a lot of similarities there with uh, yeah. Rumble, you know, uh, 19. Well, I mean, Rumble 99, it probably took him a year to develop the game. and Yeah. And, you know, Vince gave him source material. Here you go. Go off of this. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a Royal Rumble 1999, 22 years ago today. Uh, overall, after we talked about it, I don't like this show. You know, it, it felt it, you ruined it for me. I thought it was much better. Than, and then we start talking about it and you're pointing out all these negative marks. I'm like, damn, you're goddamn right. Other than that, uh, Mankind Rock match. Yeah, that was. I uh, mean, the, the, this whole pay-per-view is historic match. just because of that match. Yeah, and uh, I mean Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock—they had a good, good, decent match for. Yeah, a while. but you know the DX show at the beginning—that just really kills the vibe. Yes, it does, sir. Yes, it does. Well, I think that about does it here for us today, um, or tonight, or whenever you're watching this at home. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe uh, to this podcast if you're watch- listening in podcast form or watching on YouTube. Click the notify bell and get notified when we post new content here on City Wrestling Radio. Uh, we will see you next time. Have a wonderful Oh, I think next week is... Let's see. Oh, um, Sunday Night Heat, uh, 31st, right? Yep. Yeah, there we go. We could take a swing at Rumble 2021, but I don't think you're up for it. I don't think I'm up for it either. No. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't know. Rumbles are fun, but like, 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 like how reviews. I actually like reviewing Rumbles I don't even, more. I don't even know the card. I even like, I don't know, fucking Drew McIntyre facing uh, fucking Goldberg, right? Uh, Rumble, Is that even still happening? It's supposed to. I thought it was like a COVID fest over there. No, no, no. Drew McIntyre says he's okay, so he's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roman and Kevin Owens again. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we are recording this right when SmackDown is on to mm-hmm. pull the curtain back. So I don't honestly have any idea if any changes. Something new happens. Yeah. yeah. It's because probably uh, Bailey and um, Bianca. And Bianca. Bianca. Uh, um, there's Fresh actually some Bel Air. Yeah. Uh, Bianca. And, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought Bianca and Bernie be a good show. <laughs> oh, Bianca. I'm going to pay your student loan bills. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Bernie. Do you need anything like any help? I don't know. 
fucking sitting there. I don't know. I got my mittens. I got my jacket. I'll be fine. Yeah. I love, I saw, you know, they have all these memes. Bernie's sitting here. Bernie's sitting there. Bernie's sitting everywhere. Um, Infinite. The, everywhere. The, the first one I loved was the Bullet Club one. It was uh, Tom Tonga posted like, he's like, Bernie is the ninth man. <laughs> and um, there was another one um, where it was like, you know how GQ will take a picture of somebody and I'll be like, recreate this look and you could buy this mm. from here. And it was doing that. <laughs> but everything they showed was like, expensive designer like it was like buy this jacket for twelve hundred dollars these shoes for eight hundred dollars and i'm like one thousand bernie's like that's not what i tried to do god damn it uh i I recommend the episode of daisus and merrill on showtime where they interview uh bernie sanders and they show him a whole bunch of uh sneakers like jordans and you know jays one through 100 and they're like what do you think this is this is worth uh i don't know 60 bucks it's $240. What? For that? So I recommend that episode. That's great. Season I got to watch that. Showtime. Check it out. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.